0: a deep sleep, stop running away from God, Peter said. Run to him instead so he can love you and make you feel free. And Peter told them the wonderful story of God's love. God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. How Jesus had come all had happened. There were lots of people from, from faraway countries in Jerusalem that couldn't speak the same language. But as they listened to Peter, everyone could understand what he was saying in their own languages. Many people believed and became Jesus' new friends and helpers. And the wonderful news of Jesus spread, like spark from fire, to villages, towns, cities. Every day more and more people believed and it was that the family of God's children, his special people grew.
1: Thank you, Max. And now our children can go to children's church. i awesome. You may not have understood every word that Max said, but wasn't it amazing to hear the voice of a child reading the scripture? Um, and it, that's going to go a long way in his life, and uh, I'm just excited about it. Uh, before we open up the word that Max has read for us, uh, join me in a word of prayer. Gracious and loving God, as we come now uh, to your holy word, we ask that you hide me behind your cross and that you take the words on my page and the thoughts in my heart and Lord that your Holy Spirit will carry them into the hearts and lives of every single one of us gathered here today Lord this is a message that we need to hear uh, Lord to be reminded of what the Holy Spirit can do if we will only open ourselves to your presence and so we give this word to you and we give ourselves to you. In the name of Christ, amen. amen. So today, we, we keep saying, this is Pentecost Sunday, this is Pentecost Sunday, and we said that quite a few times. Um, and this is a Sunday that actually is equally as important as our big, high, holy days, uh, where folks come out of the woodworks to come worship on Christmas and Easter. Um, and... Even though Hallmark and the toy stores and the candy shops haven't quite picked up Christmas and Easter, like uh, like they have, uh, I mean, haven't picked up Pentecost like they have Christmas and Easter. Pentecost for the church should be a celebration, and this scripture that we heard uh, should be a scripture that we know just as well as we do the Christmas story and the Easter story. Uh, Pentecost is a moment. In history, and a moment that continues to happen in history uh, that we should learn from and that we should build upon. Because just as Christmas is the story of the birth of Jesus, Pentecost is the story of the birth of the church as we know it today. Uh, The church, which is comprised of hundreds of denominations and of people of all ages and nations and races all around the world um, that are worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that is working to spread his good news in all that we say and all that we do. Uh, The church, which is under the guidance and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that is what Pentecost is all about. That is what we celebrate today. The first Pentecost uh, that Max read to us about is the day that introduces us to all the amazing things that the Holy Spirit can and will do through us if we will only make ourselves available to the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, When the Holy Spirit fell upon those very first disciples, they were able to see the gifts and the abilities that God had already given them. Uh, They were able to see them come alive. Uh, They were able to experience them in a way that they never had before, and they were able to do things that they didn't even know that they could do, to speak in languages that they didn't even know that they could speak, to break down barriers and build bridges that they didn't even know were possible. Uh, They were able to do amazing things that day. Uh, they were given by the presence of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit within them. They were given courage and passion. Um, the, the story starts with them being locked up in the upper room. Um, but when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, they could not contain the courage and the passion within them. And it says that they ran out into the streets. And if you could see the picture... That uh, Max and I could both see. Um, it actually shows them running down the stairs from the upper room into the street to share the good news with the people who were there that day. Um, and, and they were, again, given the courage and the passion to use the gifts that God had already placed within them. And as they used their gifts, the Holy Spirit enabled unbelievable success for the kingdom of God that day. The only thing that I don't love about uh, the version of the story that's in the Jesus Storybook Bible is that it doesn't tell you numbers. Um, and we know that numbers don't mean everything, but but they show the power of what God was doing that day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you read from, from your Bibles at home or the Bibles that are in the pew, what you'll see is that day they started with 120 people. Uh, 120 people were part of those who had been following Jesus. After the Holy Spirit fell, it says that that day, the family of God became 3,000 people. 3,000 people. I I actually meant to ask you all that, but I just got so excited about the number, I couldn't stop. Um, And that's an amazing achievement, 120 to 3,000. And if you think about us, you know, we're, we're... around that 300 in worship on Sunday, and I know we've got more than that, but 300 of us are here on Sunday mornings and um, or Thursday nights or uh, Tuesday nights, but there's 300 of us that worship on a regular basis. And, and if we if we multiplied the same way that they did, I mean, the numbers would be unbelievable. Um, I, I can't even, I don't know if I can, can I do that math? Is that like 9,000 people, right? Because you multiply it by, is that right? Did I do that right? Maybe, I don't know. Some of you are smarter than I, but I mean, it's a ton of people, a ton of people, right? Um, if we would make ourselves available to the movement and the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's exactly what we're we're going to be encouraged to do today, uh, because what what happened on that first Pentecost is that the Holy Spirit filled the hearts of the disciples so much so that they were caught on fire, which is why we we see the images. Uh, the imagery of, of fire among us. I mean, when something is caught on fire, a uh, set ablaze, uh, it, it's a fire that you can't control and you can't contain. Um, they were set on fire, and that that fire spread from one person to the next, and so the family of God grew and grew and grew again, from 120 to 3,000. Till today, that fire has continued to spread, and today. It is estimated that there are just a little over 2 billion followers of Jesus Christ all around the world. 2 billion. All started uh, from Jesus who called 12, who grew to 120, who multiplied to 3,000 to now 2 billion. But the thing is there are over 7 billion people in the world today. So there's still some more folks. To share the love of Jesus with. We've still got work to do. The Holy Spirit is still calling us to spread that fire. Now the thing is, uh, today, uh, we have a question before us. But the question before us is not whether or not we have the gifts and the abilities to do what the Holy Spirit can empower us to do. Um, I, I have throughout my ministry. I've, I've been uh, in in, in full time ministry since 2006, I think, if that's right. Uh, so for for quite a few years, and I can't tell you how many times I have heard people say, "Well, you know, Carrie, I, I can see in you, you know, that you've been, you know, gifted and called to to preach and to teach and you know whatever, and and I can see and." So-and-so that they've been called to work with the kids and so-and-so that they've been called to lead a prayer ministry and so-and-so that they they can, you know, lead and and, and they have this compassion to do this mission ministry and, you know, they, they can lead and point to all kinds of people. But the, what they end up saying at the heart of it is, but you know, when God was passing out gifts, I think he just skipped me. I, I think he just kind of left me out because I, I, I don't know what God... The gift, I don't know the gift that God has given me. I, I just don't know what, how he wants to use me. And my guess is that if we went around the room today, some of us may feel that way. Well, I, I just, I have nothing in comparison. Or I can't really do anything that's going to make a difference. I, I'll, I'll come to church and I'll be part of my Sunday school um, and, and I'll write a check here and there, but God can't really use me. First of all, all those things are ways that God is using you. But, but God can also use you in even more ways. Um, every single one of you, what the scripture promises us, what the scripture tells us, is that every single one of us, if we were made by God, and I haven't met a person yet who wasn't, um, God put within us, just like he gave us ears and a nose and arms and legs and all the other parts of us, God gave every single one of us the gifts and the abilities that he needs us to use, and he wants the Holy Spirit to set on fire, to be used for his glory. Um, And so again, the, the question is not whether or not you have been given a gift. The question is whether or not we will invite the Holy Spirit into our lives to activate those gifts for us. Um, because within each and every one of you, um, so, some of you have been given the gift of compassion, where you can see the need around you, whether it's in a person or in a community, and to have your heart pulled towards that and, and the ability to do something about it. Some of you have been given the, the gift of intellect, uh, where where you understand the way things work and that you can help build the ministry and build the community that God desires to have on on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, Some of you have been given experiences. Some of those experiences are not pleasant ones. But your experience is how God has helped you make it through that time. Um, And and we could go on and on and on with the list. It's not just um, that you can sing in the choir, though we're so thankful that you can all sing in the choir. Um, It's not just that you can stand in a pulpit and preach or... um, you know, that you can stand in front of a class and teach every single piece of you God wants to use for his glory um, and, and to use to, to make a connection, uh, to to build bridges. You know, that first day they were able to speak, you know, the disciples were speaking uh, Hebrew or Aramaic, uh, and they, that day they were able to speak Greek and Cretian and all kinds of things, you know. And, and some of you, it may be that you're able to speak Spanish or russian or mandarin or something like that but but more than likely you have been given the ability to speak a language that someone in your family someone in your workplace someone in your uh, school someone in your neighborhood someone that god has put around you that you can speak in a way that myself or andy or sam we will never be able to speak god has given you that language to be able to speak and build a bridge, make a connection with someone that Jesus is trying to reach. Uh, And again, the question is whether or not we will allow the Holy Spirit to fall upon us um, and to empower us and set us ablaze to have the courage and the passion to use that gift. Now, I would ask you to raise your hand, but my guess is that every single person in this room, has two two things that I'm about to say. You have a refrigerator, right? Everybody got a refrigerator at home? And everybody's got a cell phone. Or almost everybody's got a cell phone. No? I've got somebody's shaking their head that they don't have one. All right, but we're just gonna pretend like everybody in the room has at least a refrigerator and a cell phone, right? These are two things that that we we use a lot of. All right. Now your refrigerator, I don't know what your favorite foods are, but in my refrigerator, I like to have me some ice cream every once in a while. I'd probably like to have it every day, but I know that's not a good idea. Something I have every single day is some yogurt. I, have, I eat yogurt every day. We are a yogurt-eating family, right? And so I love that I have my refrigerator to keep those things fresh and, and cheese, like dairy products. I mean, you just name it, I'm gonna eat it. I love dairy products, right? So I'm thankful for that. But you know, if I never plugged that refrigerator in, Do you think it would make a difference? Do you think it would help me be able to eat my ice cream every single night if I never plugged in that refrigerator? No, I would be one sad individual without my ice cream every once in a while or my yogurt every day. I've gotta plug it in. And that cell phone, I use it more often than I'd like to, right? I'm, I'm calling people, sending text messages, emails, Facebook posts. Sometimes I occasionally like play a game or something. I take lots and lots of pictures of my family And if I didn't plug that thing in every single night, sometimes I have to plug it in in the middle of the day, depending on what's going on, it wouldn't work, right? I wouldn't be able to use it for all the many ways that I can use it if I never plugged it in. And and I know y'all already know where I'm going with this. If we don't plug in to our source of power, if we don't make the intentional connection with the Lord, to do that through prayer, to do that through reading of the scriptures, to do that through coming to worship and being part of a small group. If we are not intentional about our relationship with the Lord, then we will never be able to activate the gifts and the abilities that God has given us. And this is very, very important. I mean, you'll hear all the time the importance of prayer and the importance of of coming to church, but you have within you an ability to do unbelievable, amazing things. And things that, when you first think about them, might scare you to death, or they might seem like it, there's no way in the world that it could be done. But with every single one of us, God has a call, and he has a vision, and he has a dream, and he has a need for you to act, to speak up, to stand out, to make a connection, to build a bridge. But in order for us to do that, the Holy Spirit has to set our hearts on fire. We have to plug in. The Holy Spirit is what makes the church the church he's given us a brain and he's given us a heart and they can do amazing things but they can only go so far because as smart as we are and as loving as we are we are still broken and fallen people but God comes in with that punch of power with that punch of courage with that punch of passion when we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit moves and flows through us, we plug in like that refrigerator, we plug in like that cell phone, and we can do unbelievable things. But it's something that we have to do on a regular basis. My husband, is a uh, he loves to barbecue. There might be some fellow barbecuers out there, I don't know. And, and I love the fruits of his labor. I love to be able to eat that Boston Bud at the end of the day. But, you know, sometimes I get impatient with the process. Because when he, when he smokes a, a Boston butt, he gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning and, and gets that fire going and, and puts the meat out there. And, and I think in the middle of the Saturday, because that's usually when he's cooking them on, on that Saturday, I'm like, it would be really awesome if he could come in here for like five minutes, you know, and take care of the kids or clean the bathroom or something, you know. Um, but if he left that fire, if he didn't watch it through the whole day, if he didn't tend to that fire, because, I mean, he's got to check the temperature all day. If he didn't keep an eye on that fire, if he didn't throw in some extra wood every once in a while, that fire would go out. And I wouldn't get that Boston Bud at the end of the day, which is or, or the ribs of oh, those are the best days, you know? I mean, he's got to be with that fire all day. And it's the same way in our relationship with the Lord. We have to stay connected. We have to keep the fire going. Uh, We have to spend time with the Lord um, so that that fire doesn't burn out. And I don't know where um, all of us are today in our relationship with the Lord. Um, I see a lot of fire burning around me, and, and it's so exciting to be a part of that. But I also know that we have 5 billion people in our world. And there are so many of those who are part of our community who have yet to come to know Jesus Christ and are not sitting in the pews around you. I mean, just kind of make note of the emptiness. We got a lot of people in here today, but there's room for more. There's room for more. And the Lord needs you. He is calling you. He has gifted and given abilities to you that he wants to set on fire So that next week, the spot next to you is filled with someone who hasn't come to know that the Lord loves them. And that the Lord has has given them gifts and abilities. And the Lord, uh, uh, part of what um, Max was reading is that the Lord loves you and he wants to make you free. You have an amazing gift to share with someone who desperately needs to hear it. And the question is, again, not if you have the ability to do it, but if you will let the Holy Spirit in so that he can charge you up, he can set you on fire and give you the courage and the passion to build that bridge and bring that person in so that day by day the Lord will add to the number of those being saved. Will you plug in? Will you let the Spirit catch you on fire? So that we can be the church that Gadsden needs us to be. The church that Alabama and the United States and the world needs us to be. I hope that you will. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing song today is hymn 399. Um, And I love this song, Take My Life and Let It Be. I love it because it takes every single or so many pieces of our lives, um, and it offers them to the Lord to be used. And so as you sing this song, I pray that it will be a prayer for all of us, that we will offer our lives to the Holy Spirit to be used as his church. Let us stand and sing. <laughs>